lot of times, yeah, the sibling interactions are, are much different than what we were used to and what we were raised with because we were very connected as us three were always together and we had kind of that Persian influence and even that a little bit of Italian influence that just family is tight, right? Blood is thicker than water. We really only had each other. And so at the end of the day, no matter what went down, you, you, you only had each other to count on and to support you. And that love, regardless of what happens, is unconditional. Hi, and welcome back to the Zonda Kadnani podcast. Today, actually, uh, this is the second time uh, with two guests, actually. I think that was another time we had three guests, but this is the second time I have multiple guests and only one. Um, with Michaela and Sahra. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Cool. So my some of you guys that listen to this podcast know Sahra already, but you know, just you know, for new listeners, uh, I'll have both introduce themselves, answer the notorious question of favorite ice cream flavor, and then we'll we'll just go with the flow, I guess. <laughs> All right. So you can uh, just kind of see who wants to start. Uh, I'll go first. Hello, everybody. It's your boy Michaela Agahi <laughs> from. <laughs> Los Angeles, <laughs> California. I'm very excited to be here. Happy and honored to be on the show. Thank you, Ilker. Uh, to answer the notorious question, my favorite ice cream would probably be Rocky Road. And the reason being, you get that chocolatey flavor, which is the best part. I love chocolate. And then you get to throw in a little side pieces of some marshmallow and some almonds. And I really like that nutty taste with a little bit of uh, extra sweetness. And I think it's the perfect ice cream, the perfect combination. Wow, that's awesome. I really... Now I want some ice cream flavor. Uh, uh, ice cream flavor is ice cream, but I'm fasting. So. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Wow, Mikhail, you were so concise. When I did this, I talked for like five <laughs> minutes about ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been thinking about the question for a while now. So. Okay, okay, good for you. Also, I, I'm shocked. I did not think you were going to pick that as your favorite ice cream flavor. Oh, what was your guess of my ice cream flavor? I don't know, like Cherry Garcia or Cookie Dough or something from Ben & Jerry's. <laughs> Yeah, those were top choices, but I had to go with the Take Me Home, you know, the originals. Okay. <laughs> so funny. For the people that don't know, Sahra and Michaela are siblings. They're both, like, sister and brother. It's so funny to hear you guys talk about this, like, as if you don't know each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess it's my turn. Yeah. Um, most of y'all probably know me my name is Sahra I was previously on Bambi's podcast and I am making my return yay and bringing along my wonderful beautiful little brother Michele um my favorite ice cream flavor I honestly don't remember what I said last <laughs> time because I think I talked for like five minutes and I mentioned so many things that I will choose um Pikachu I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I'll choose Dulce de Leche Hagen dazs ice cream as my favorite. Mm. Oh wow, nice, nice, awesome. Which uh, funny fact, you know, Hagen dazs is uh, American, right? We so we figured that out on my episode. Remember? <laughs> I, it's so funny because Michaela, uh, Sahara, and I were discussing what he, where's Hagen, where Hagen dazs is from, and I was like, well, it's definitely something like Scandinavian or Danish, right? 
Yeah. And then I just I just said it as a fact, but apparently it's from New York. Oh, <laughs> by, uh, by, by no no Scandinavian people. It's just I think uh, Polish people who just said Hagen does. It sounds very cool and stuff, and then just like used it. Oh wow. <laughs> And I got bashed by feedback from friends who were like, you know, that's not uh, Danish and stuff like uh, that. The only reply I got from people about this episode, we talked about so much more than just Hagen does, actually. Yikes. That was the most important part. Yeah, well, I mean, with your uh, international group of friends, yeah, that's the worst mistake to make, I guess. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I, I'm not much about the facts. Like, I, I'm not about the facts that, that I talk about. Like, whatever I say kind of sounds like a fact almost. You just uh, say it. Yeah. I, I just say things and it was like yeah that's that's how it is that's how it goes yeah you need a you need a professional fact checker like joe rogan where you just tell him look it up let me know what's, <laughs> right, what's wrong or pull up that video <laughs> it's so true but then i feel like uh the whole like energy of conversations gets like you know just, uh lost because I, yeah, I don't know because i i feel like as uh, i try not to 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 do too much then I feel like because I try to lead the conversation somewhere, but it's kind of, I don't want to control the people. Yeah. Which is natural. my excuse right now, not to, <laughs> to study things. <laughs> nice. Um, Sahar and I, we were talking about what we could talk about, actually. Um, but before we get into it, I was honestly, Michaela, your introduction is super cool. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I'm super confident, actually. Honestly, like, I've been this like the 27th episode now. And I'm still, you know, nervous when I start recording. But you just like kicked it off like with no problems at all. Like, you know, I think um people will actually listen to this episode and then try to find you on Instagram and stuff because <laughs> <laughs> that introduction. Wow, oh, well, I'm honored. I appreciate it. You guys want to find my at? It is my name, Michaela underscore Agahi. Good luck spelling that. <laughs> That's probably going to be the hardest part about finding it. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Awesome. Well, I mean, I don't think I have you on Instagram, actually. I might actually be one of the guys that just follow you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I'll have to follow you after this. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the topic was, uh, well, siblings. Kind of. Sahar was like, you know, why don't we talk about siblings since it's my brother? Yeah. And I was like, it's actually such a good idea because, I mean, I have an older sister, so you and I can relate very well. And okay. Sahara can kind of tell us, like, yeah, well, older sisters think this way, though. So I don't know. And <laughs> no, I, I might be 20. Yeah, I mean, I might be 26, but I, I'm also quite a child in my head uh, just because that's me. <laughs> it's like one of my things. But um, I was just thinking, like, how... Because I also spoke to a friend about my sister the other day. And I was talking about role models and stuff, you know. Like looking up to my sister and things like that. So I don't know how that goes for you guys, but mm. I mean, my sister always took care of me, um, and also annoyed me a lot too. So it's kind of a hate-love relationship. Ah, but. so that's where I could probably agree with you most. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely say, yeah, Sahra has definitely been like an older protector. But as with my mom, they've kind of shared that burden. Sahra probably taking a little bit more than her just because we talk a lot more we're a little bit more close but again it's definitely mm -hmm. that love-hate relationship just because she can really annoy the crap out of me sometimes <laughs> but a lot of times I can look to her to uh you know ask her some questions or look for guidance and you know she's been through a lot of things that I'm still experiencing in life so I can always you know turn to her which is nice 
cool Sahara anything. <laughs> it's gonna be so funny because I also tried to negate a direct kind of second person here. No, it's it's totally cool. I was for a second, I was like, cool, great. So this is just gonna be an hour of y'all bashing big sisters. Um, that'll be fun. <laughs> nah, but um, it's yeah. I don't how um, what is the age difference between you and your sister, Ilka? Seven years. Oh, so yours is actually like a lot. Mikel and I are only three years apart. Yeah. Oh, that's very close. Um, that's actually. That's actually really cool. So you guys have kind of grew up together too, like, yeah, kind of. Like, well, my, when my sister, when I was born, my sister was seven, so she already went to school. She had already different, complete different. Life. Yeah, I think Mikel and I were always at um, because it was three years. I think it was kind of the perfect balance between I was just old enough to have um, completed milestones or life things before him but not so far that it felt like we were you know generations apart that we couldn't relate to one another yeah yeah like when you were when he was born you were three you probably accomplished a lot by then already yeah you know i won a nobel (laughs) peace prize and everything (laughs) (laughs) yeah no um that's very true um because i mean um, think I mean because for, for example, and and it's also cultural, very like role models and and older siblings and stuff, you know. Because you and I, we, we're kind of from the Middle East culture, very strongly. I think. Mm-hmm. So like that, that's when like older brothers and older sister have a bigger role. I feel like than in uh, Western societies, um, and I kind of confronted that with another friend actually the other day. Uh, to be honest, um, yesterday we watched a Champions League match. And then, and then we hung out with friends and we talked a little and we talked about, you know, parents and, and older siblings. And I felt like I was the only one to say, well, I'm looking up to my sister. And and then they didn't look like they were doing that. And I, I was just kind of confused. And I wonder if that's like just me or if it's like generally Western society that is like that. Or if it's just specific people that don't have the experience on having an older sister that is really caring or loving. I don't know. Well, I'd say um, maybe, yeah, I think cultural factors definitely have a play into it. But I'd also say it's it's pretty subjective. I think it's every person. Like, for me, I mean, I, I couldn't really name, you know, like, five role models off the top of my head. Not to offend Sahra in any way, but just sort of, like, she was that person that I could talk to. But it wasn't like I was trying to model everything I do based off of her. And I guess just kind of growing up and being raised by, you know, single parent, my mom and my sister, uh, just them two, like us three together was just, Mm -hmm. I felt a different perspective because I was like, okay, I want to be the man of the house. So I kind of have to be my own role, my own role model, excuse me. Um, Mm -hmm. So again, that was just a different experience that obviously I had, but I'm sure it's very different. And I was going to say you and your sister grew up in Germany together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we both grew up in Germany, but um, in a very, well, Turkish setting, but at the same time, yeah, like open to other other places. Like um, I mentioned to your mom before we started recording and uh, Sahra, the other episode that I didn't, I, my sister and I, we were like, our Turkish friends are all from mostly from Turkey rather than from Germany, you know? Oh, okay. So like, we did have that cultural influence kind of but also at the same time we were quite open to 
like you know there's a stereotypical turkish people that only hang out, hang out with turkish people and i don't think that my sister or anyone in my family actually falls into that yeah pattern we we have usually friends from all over the place kind of okay. rather than just one specific place yeah but yeah i mean yeah like even growing up in germany and and seeing other families and um I feel like sometimes it was it was it was very different to see certain people act with their siblings mm. in a way where I'm like okay like I wouldn't probably talk like this to my sister and then the other day I would see find myself like actually kind of talking that way too so it's really um I don't know Yeah I, mean, I, I got No go ahead go ahead Oh I was just going to say I mean I was going to ask like what would be the German cultural experience of like how with siblings, but you kind of just summed it up. And I'd say that's probably the same way I'd say, I don't know if Sahar agrees, but in the States that it's just a lot of times, yeah, the sibling interactions are, are much different than what we were used to and what we were raised mm -hmm. with because we were very connected as us three were always together. And we had kind of that Persian influence and even that a little bit of Italian influence that just family is tight, right? Blood is thicker than water. So you yeah. like, you fought with your sister you might get into it you might scratch and bite and, yeah. and it, it really goes down to the teeth and then at the end of the day though you always came back together and like you wouldn't yeah. you know treat your sister poorly or like in the same way that a lot of times i guess american culture treats their siblings like totally different manner yeah it's very true sahar do you have anything it's like we left you out kind of <laughs> no um I think I agree. I agree with Michaela of um, just so also the guys know that they're in the same room, so they kind of have to agree with each other. Otherwise, they're probably gonna no, we're there. actually not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not? No, he's downstairs and I'm up in my room. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so cool. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I agree with Michaela. I think that our family um, is heavily influenced by our culture and also from our upbringing like Michaela said, of um, growing up in a single parent household, that we really only had each other. And so at the end of the day, no matter what went down, you, you, you only had each other to count on and to support you. And that love, regardless of what happens, is unconditional. And it's 24 hours, seven days a week. Um, And I think, honestly, that has helped shape me so much into the person that I am, that I know no matter what I do in life, whether it's a mistake, it's a challenge, it's a positive thing that I'll have my brother and my mom in my corner always, whether or not I need them, they're there and ready for when the time comes. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's true. Ride or so, die. So Ride or die. Ride or die. <laughs> like Fast and Furious family. Yeah. That's <laughs> Man. Um, it's interesting because, uh, I mean, I like seven years with my sister is like a long time. So that every time when I hit an age, my sister it hit a different age cycle. Like I, when I turned seven, she was 14, which hit, you know, all that. Due to youth, uh, um, adolescence, uh, early adolescence times and stuff like that. And then I was just a kid. And then when I turned 14, she turned 21, which then she was hitting adulthood or like mm -hmm. going towards your older youth ages. And I was just, you know, in junior youth, um, early adolescence. But I feel like 
um, the gap, the older you get, closes actually to when I went to Townsend when I was 16, actually my sister and I started becoming, like getting more closer and closer, just maybe also because I wasn't home, but also because um, um, the older I got, the more I understood on like, you know, the studies that she went through and the older she got, I guess the less she studied. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but uh, it, it kind of is, is interesting because the gap kind of closes uh, the older you get for some reason. I don't know. Like even now today when I talk to my sister, it's like um, we're almost on the same page about certain things more than we were when I was younger, um, when I was like 14 and she was 21, you know, but the age gap actually didn't change. It's just our experience grew so much that at some mm-hmm. point we just see eye to eye, I guess. I don't know how to explain it properly, but it's the same with also like your friends when you, or um, I don't know, like when you grew up with them and you see the age difference is like five years, but when once you hit 20, the five years don't even matter anymore. Like Right. Yep. I don't know. Michaela, do you think um, that... <laughs> now the questions come up. <laughs> um, no, because I think my brother and I's experience was so different because I was the one that was leaving home um, and going away for school um, and how that affected our relationship. Cause I think I'd still say that we're super close, but I think um, maybe it, it changed positively or negatively. And I'm just curious in comparison to how Bambi and his sister's relationship was like, what's your perspective? um so for me yeah again we're still pretty close it's just kind of like any other close friendship or any relationship that if you guys have noticed or any of the listeners that when you 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 have that connection with someone you can leave for either months at a time or days at a time and not speak but then when you guys reconnect you know everything just clicks just goes right back into it you guys are kind of like an avalanche it's just building off of each other and you're 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 reminiscing or you're just doing stuff like i can't tell you guys how many times i've either watched videos or had experiences with family members and i'm just laughing and i'm just kind of like oh the only person that could relate to this is sarah because she knows exactly what i'm talking about or we have weird like mannerisms or or (laughs) just things that we do and we say that people would literally think on the street you're crazy like what the hell is wrong with you but again that's that special connection that you'd have with a sibling or a really close friend um, but in regards to her just kind of leaving for school, uh, she left at, yeah, a pretty young age. So her freshman year, uh, which was around 14, 15, and from then on, it was just kind of she was either gone or she was only around for a little bit and then gone again, and which followed into her uh, graduating high school early and then going off to college and stuff um, at an early age as well. So I'd say it wasn't necessarily – I probably a strain on the relationship in any way. Like we weren't not closer, but it just pushed me into more of an independence. And maybe that connects to also like why I I wouldn't say that I really had any role models, like super strong role Mm -hmm. models that I instantly looked up to. It was more that I was, you know, trying to find myself and trying to become independent and be like, all right, Mm -hmm. I'm going to take care of business on my own. So like there's people Mm -hmm. around me and I have support, but at the same time, like you need to take care of your business. You need to handle your own. Yeah. That's true. That's so interesting. Um, 
I never thought on what I suffered this ass actually because I was also the one that goes all the time that left all the time yeah <laughs> now that I think about it I left a lot of people behind now <laughs> like going away hearing Michaela talk about this I'm like oh shoot man yeah I had it had never really um I never really thought about it and I remember the first time that I moved I was 14 and I was moving to Townsend and we had a next door neighbor whoop, whoop. Who told- <laughs> we had a next door neighbor who had told me that you're going to ruin your relationship with your brother. And I was like, this man doesn't know me. Like, you can relax. My brother and I are solid. Like, nothing's ever going to change. And I honestly, it never really, I never thought about what kind of strain it may have created, positive or negative. Until honestly, quite recently, someone had brought it to my attention of like, do you think that that was a negative experience on your family? And I had to be super introspective because I never thought to consider that my actions um, of me traveling and kind of bettering myself and experiencing things in life that have shaped me were causing negative effects for anyone else because they were so positive for me and so that recently has been something i've been really grappling with so i was just i thought this was a cool opportunity and bambi maybe this is going to be an opportunity for you now to be introspective on what that means and looks like for you and your relationships yeah i mean a lot of things you know when you're 26 Sarah, you have lived <laughs> so much <laughs> one year over the halfway mark okay <laughs> you know when you're hitting 30s <laughs> okay 30s oh man no but um you're very right like i i can see that not necessarily with my sister because um i mean she lives in turkey now so she also chose to move away but at the same time uh, it was always closer than wherever I went. Like, you know, Vancouver is like nine hours and a half flight. Turkey is mm-hmm. like two and a half or three hours. So it's always easier to get there um, if anything happens or something. But I could say like with my cousins who I grew up with, like brothers kind of. Well, we're always together and, and hanging out. But uh, once I moved to Townsend, actually, I started realizing that I only came for a weekend, like for you know like winter break and fall breaks and stuff and i feel like that did change a lot like when i came back that like jokes that i didn't understand because i wasn't there that weekend because i was in townsend but then again when townsend friends came over to me we talk about townsend stuff they don't understand and they get like you know disengaged in the conversation really quickly as well so i realized with my cousins that and my dad actually my dad um, more so as well uh, when I moved um, even further in Townsend, when I went to California for my year of service and then also Vancouver, like those relationships kind of um, kind of got stretched very far. But at the same time, it's okay because I can learn from them too because I'm, I don't live a perfect life. So in fact, uh, they can actually teach me certain things that I don't know about. Um, so I don't know if that actually answers your point, but I can see <laughs> that... Because I do think that me going to Townsend has changed a lot of my relationships that I have. And then moving even further away has changed even more. But at the same time, I think that's good. Because then we get to also learn from each other more. Like I can learn from my cousin's culture. And they can learn from my experiences. So it's kind of also a good pool of things, I guess. 
Now, I, I have a question for both of you. Let's get to the juicy stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, we're gonna, definitely going to probably expose some people. <laughs> Let's see. Between you two, when you guys were gone away at your schools, who did you miss the most? And you have to pick one person. Okay. Yeah, okay, that's easy. Kind of. Ah. <laughs> it's my mom, of course. Uh-huh. Mama. I'm, I'm a mama's boy. boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love my mama and my mom's food and, and my mom's, you know, when she kind of took care of me. Of course, yeah. My mom probably. I, but I love everyone, of course. Yeah. Sarah? <laughs> yeah. That's so hard. I don't know how to pick just one person i mean i really think it depended on my mood or what i was going through but like uh, i knew you were gonna be the i knew you were gonna be the one to say i can't <laughs> pick one that's why i purposely said you have to pick one well okay okay <laughs> then, then just think like how am i supposed to pick between mama and papa between my grandparents like that i can make it combined forget i can't include you and mom then then at least my grandparents came as like a bundled package. Okay, that's fair. I can give you mama, papa. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually uh, I remember when your grandparents came to visit Townsend as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were really nice, so I could understand. <laughs> <laughs> I can really understand. But you know, it also depends when I left what place. Like when mm. I went when I left home, I missed my mom. But when I left Townsend, I missed. Um, Townsend, like the people and the whole spirit, and I, to this day, there's moments where I miss that too. Yeah, but I guess that's with anything in life where when you hit um, a certain, you know, like end, and it starts something new, it's kind of you miss the past, kind of a little bit. Yeah, you know? of course. Like yeah. I was watching uh, the show called The Good Place, actually. Oh, ah. one of my favorite shows ever. Yeah. So um, and I finished it. I binged it all through because I have the time, and <laughs> I know it's just so good. Um, and very and, productive, twenty-six-year-old, huh? Very. <laughs> I told you when you hit thirties, you know, like you kind of start. You kind of just veg out. You don't. <laughs> you cocoon yourself into your room and just watch shows, have ice cream. Ah. Um. No, but uh. I, there was like, you know, they talk about moral and ethics, but then at the end, they also talk about how in the end of something actually makes it worth living something, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people argue that's not true um, because I, if I were to live 100 years, I would love to live 100 years. And I'm like, yeah, but that's still, you know, you have an end. Like if you were to live infinite, like infinite, you know, like then I think it's going to get boring really quickly because you just know nothing is going to change. Like everything's going to be like this for another million billions of years. Yeah. Um. And I think that's when I, for example, left home to go to Townsend, that was like kind of that one, the very first um, huge cross in my line where I actually started missing something. Before that, it was just going from school to school and I missed some parts of something. But this was like, I was alone, kind of like with the Townsend friends and stuff, but like family was gone. And then I really missed something for them not being there, you know? But then the same thing happened when I left Townsend. And that same thing happened when I left Vancouver now, you know? Mm. So, like, uh, it's it's kind of, you know, you can ask me this question three times and I can give you three different answers. Like, when I went to Townsend, I missed my mom. When I left Townsend, I missed the people. And I, I know you said one person, but it's kind of like the, the Townsend entity is just one thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, what? Hence why I still go back to visit and stuff. 
And then when I left Vancouver, it's also the community there because they became my family because I didn't have anyone else there. And I, you know, the people that I served with and stuff like that. So like it's, 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 um, it kind of, yeah, I guess. Um, but you, you kind of directed a question to the first time leaving. So, <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's a good question, man. No, that is, yeah, it's definitely my mom. <laughs> it's just, uh, my mom and I are pre- very, very close, um, in a way where we talk about a lot of things. Well, our moms are similar in that way, and you got a little taste of that before the podcast even started. <laughs> I I love talking, man. Like honestly, like <laughs> it was so sad that we had to like kind of shoo her out of the room. I wish we could have just told her get the device, and she could be part of this conversation. But then it would be so funny because you it would be almost like a family podcast now that you guys like all three of you guys. Are oh, by the way, for the for the listeners, Mikel and I we haven't seen each other for the past. Ooh. Yeah, six years. <laughs> like I don't even, because uh, the last time I saw him was 2014 in California, and then before that was uh, Townsend. That was like 2011, I think, mm-hmm. when you guys came to visit. So like that's like for me, it's like a huge gap that I really don't know him. But like being able to hear him now talk and stuff, I can see like how much he has matured and grown up and stuff. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was a I was a fool if anybody remembers me at uh, Townsend. I was the little <laughs> the little kid running around trying to do everything. So Yeah, but you also had some good dan- dance moves and stuff like that. Ah, uh, yeah, and I'm notorious for that those dances. And me and uh oh man, what's his name? JC. JC. Oh. JC. Yeah. JC was uh very very cool. He was like the one guy that I really had a bond with and yeah, we did our little choreography dancing. I had to dance. Winter. That was good times. It was winter ball, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. That was like yeah. basically. Well, well, we talked about this. The winter ball has been coming up the past I two know. episodes, actually. Yeah, you talked about it last time. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, also our episode, right? Well, the, the funny thing is, uh, two episodes ago with a friend from Vancouver, we talked about prompts and winter balls and how hard it was for me to ask some, someone out. Because it was the very first time I was confronted with that. And mm-hmm. I only remember videos of people being rejected and the whole school making like a huge thing out of it. <laughs> um, and I was kind of scared to be in those kind of videos. Um, but then in the end, it was just just asking a friend out, basically. Which, ah, man, <laughs> just getting into this for me is just like so much. So I went also to this year's Winter Bowl, actually. I don't know if I told you that, Sahara. No, but I heard um, in your and uh, Chicho's podcast, y'all were talking about. Oh it. yeah, exactly. Francesco and I we made a podcast too. Yeah, and and it was it was also a really nice podcast. A pod- I mean, Winter Ball, but also the podcast was amazing. Francesco, I love you. <laughs> <It's so fun>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I remember. But I really remember you dancing there. That was basically my point. Like I've lived so many parties, but I really like you dancing there was really amazing. So. Ah, thank you. I appreciate it. It really. Do you still dance? I I mean, I occasionally get down. I can't help it. It's just when the music is kind of in my blood, the Italian side and the Persian side. But yeah, I just remember really that winter ball, Jean Claude and I. Originally, it was supposed to be like 
a dance together. We were just kind of doing everything. And I remember as the night unfolded, it sort of became a dance battle. And he really just had to drop the mic when he flipped upside down on me. And everybody <laughs> lost their minds. I'll remember that moment forever. But it was it was just a really cool, yeah, fun thing. I, I liked all of you guys a lot. And being a little kid and kind of just seeing the experience, I wanted my high school experience to be like that. Definitely wasn't. But <laughs> that's off topic. <laughs> but you know, but yeah. I, feel, I feel like that's so uh, relevant because you had such a traditional American high school experience. I mean, you were like the all-American football. You were on ASB. Like you did, you did the a much more traditional American high school experience. Like even Bambi talking about having to ask someone out for like a prom or a dance. You did all that. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like Mikel is like is gonna ask someone out like easily, man. Like, look how he introduced himself in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, honestly, um, no. Nah, I mean, I wasn't always yeah the the most confident kid. I say in high school, uh, especially at the beginning. I had a I had a transition period because I originally lived mm-hmm. in Irvine. Uh, with my family and then we moved out to Los Angeles and now we are out here LA we'll, we'll represent um, <laughs> and so we when we came out here I was new to the school it was also a private school I had originally always attended public all my life mm-hmm. and um, coming from yeah that Baha'i background it didn't really uh, affect me too much that the school was a private Catholic school you kind of just took religion as a course but everything else about the the school was just it was kind of like all these kids had grown up together. They had come from either kindergarten or a private middle school, and now they're in private high school. It was a very norm in um, just kind of the area. So these all these kids knew each other, and they already had their cliques, and they were tight-knit. So freshman year, I was, I was sort of an outcast, but I was trying to make my way in, slowly climb the ranks. And I'd say around by, like, senior year, I'd basically known everyone in my grade. I had become close with a lot of different groups. And, um, yeah, I just had that. I, like Sarah said, I probably had your very typical Hollywood high school experience. You were on sports teams, you were on, uh, student councils, you, you kind of knew everybody. And, um, you know, I was, I, I, I made my way around the social ladder, but again, nothing will compare to those, that little time that I had at Townsend, which was just like a totally different experience because like, and and I'd say American high school, it's all about you know who's popular, who's most connected. Like you you have to know everybody or or you're a nobody. But there, everybody just it was so small and so tight knit. You guys were always around each other that you basically all became friends, and you guys were kind of like a small family. That's what I at least felt. And I don't know if it was just because everybody was so welcome and it was the people, or I honestly think I would say it was the atmosphere that, yeah, I was was this little spaz of a kid. I was trying to become everyone's friend. I was trying to do everything. I remember trying to play soccer with the guys, obviously dancing at the party, just doing different stuff or going to the snack shop. Oh, the snack shop. I used to collect crowns like a piggy bank. My my pockets were literally like, yeah, your typical piggy bank just clink clink walking around the halls but yeah i remember the snack shop was was the shit um it's very flattering bro honestly i wasn't owning the snack shop then but it was just, it was just hearing this 
but yeah, it was it was a great time. You guys definitely gave me an experience that I didn't forget. I really wanted that, but um, you should come, bro. I wish, I wish, I wish I could have. Different time in the past. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, also, I guess it's also uh, sometimes it's a well, it's it's more a privilege to be part of that kind of school too, rather than definitely. Like, I was I had the opportunity to be, so I I took it. But at the same time, it was really hard. It's uh, for family too, so it's a sacrifice at the same time as it is a blessing, kind of. Definitely. Yeah. Wow! Like <laughs> when you talked about your school life, I've thought about Glee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, my life is Glee. <laughs> if, if you guys want to sum it up, yeah, <laughs> just the singing part. I just danced my way to the top. I didn't sing my way to the top. High School well, Musical. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, but they did both, and that show is terrible. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, there was there was this one kid uh, they had in the first season of Glee, and he was first. They, they always called him Asian Guy One or Asian Kid One all the time, <laughs> even in the show. But in the second season, he got a role, and they called him Daniel, Daniel Chan. <laughs> oh wow! He was, just, he was just a dancer all the time. He never sang, and then it was also like a topic of him like starting to sing and stuff. So. <laughs> Yeah. He, he climbed up. <laughs> yeah, he climbed exactly. He, climbed he got up. upgraded. He got a name. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I mean it's it's true. I guess um, yeah, um, it's it's hard to to also describe the experience or the how do you say that the blessing. I would even say that I was part of Townsend uh, because even talking to people about the rules in Townsend, people say like, oh well, that's like you know robbing you from your freedom. Like you get grounded on weekends if you don't get out of your of your dorm on time or if your room is not clean enough it's like a military school and i'm like you, you would think so if, you, if you're in a part of like an open like i was also in a pri um, public school until i was 16 on germany and you always taught about freedom and stuff like that but at the same time too much freedom will also just not really be productive at all so you mm. have to have some guidelines too to kind of make you grow in a certain way and test your abilities to adapt as well which um, it's so hard to kind of explain like you you kind of as a person that just comes and visits towns and describing it that way shows also like kind of that what we lived in three years is not just because we lived it for three years or four years or a year like Sahara but it's more like it's and also like for people that visit will feel it too you know yeah and um so that's really cool to to hear maybe 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 I should let uh Ramona and everyone else know that people feel that way and <laughs> visit Townsend again <laughs> So how how's how's your guys' weekend actually? I heard Sahra surprised you uh for your birthday, right? Ah yes. So my birthday Happy birthday by the way too. Thank you, <laughs> like, thank you. Everyone who listens to this episode, just you know, if you hit up Mikela on his Instagram, just text him her birthday. Whenever you hear this, just hit him up. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate the love, everybody. I'll be expecting DMs now. Otherwise, I'll be very hurt. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, uh, yeah, my birthday was on Thursday. And um, Sahara was just, you know, typical fashion saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't make it. I always come for your birthdays. But, like, you know, work is really busy right now. Something happened and this, this, this. And I was like, oh, okay, it's not a big deal. Like, I wasn't really doing anything special anyways. Um, and then, yeah, she 
surprised me in the middle of the afternoon because that's 10 usually what I sleep to. I don't <laughs> wake up in the morning like a normal person. And uh, I woke up to just her banging on my door and my mom and her coming in with balloons and video cameras and silly string <laughs> with malfunctioned and didn't even work. So it was, it was an interesting surprise. Um, but yeah, it was cool to see her and um, yeah. Just it's kinda... also now enough. She can go now. You mean? Like, yeah, I mean, she's been having her for two, <laughs> two days, but now it's time to go <laughs> back been... to normal life. <laughs> yeah, no, we've been hanging out. I mean, it's it's kind of. I'd say I was thinking about it today. It, it it's killing two birds with one stone for her because she gets to yeah come celebrate my birthday for a little bit, but like really she gets to come home and see everything, mm -hmm. and I'm sure yeah. she misses our dog Gemma more than anything. So that's always a nice little uh tease i guess she gets to come say hi <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that you say that you slept in the afternoon because when your mom said we surprised her i was like oh yeah i was also tired when people came and uh, surprised me but it was like 12 a.m in the morning and i was like sleeping yeah <laughs> you say that it was in the afternoon that's when it's, it's such a funny twist in the story for me <laughs> <laughs> exactly I, i'm notorious my you know what maybe my nickname on this podcast can be the bear because oh, nice. <laughs> I, i'm notorious i my friends say i hibernate if if you try to call me past like one o'clock i won't answer or text messages or phone calls because i'm most likely sleeping <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I started appreciating naps after I was 18 and 19. Oh, yeah. Before that, I was like, no, who naps are for kids and babies. I don't need that. And then once I hit senior year, I was like, <laughs> I took naps to my study halls, bro. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. Maybe some people's teachers are listening to this. No, I, I started. I, I studied, but I was also, you know, I rested my eyes sometimes from a lot of reading. Yeah. Which ended up being 40 minutes of resting, which was like whole study hall sometimes. So in in, in, in school days and uh, one hour and a half in the evenings, um, I was, I was, uh, I'm not a very good example for like academic stuff for school and stuff, but I'm a very entertaining person. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I didn't people motivated them. Uh, I myself studied, uh, I was very mediocre in school, but... <laughs> I still survived, so hey. <laughs> And now I have a very famous podcast, so there you go. Drop exactly. <laughs> We made it. We made it. <laughs> um, Mikael, what are you doing right now, actually? Um, are you studying or are you are you yeah. working? Or So I'm currently working full-time, and um, I uh, also go to college. I'm at a community college in Los Angeles that I, I actually applied to my universities so we are waiting on some answers pretty soon fingers crossed awesome yeah man uh, i'll keep you in my prayers for sure thank you thank you I, but i'm I, crossing your finger, fingers too <laughs> i doubt any of your lovely listeners will be in california anytime soon or hopefully the states just with everything that's been going on with international travel and <laughs> stuff like that but if you guys are around i work at a axe throwing place so let me plug that real quick <laughs> if anybody wants to come and experience the full american experience you may not go to a gun range but you can definitely come axe throwing and i can teach you and it'll be a lot of fun sahra can attest to it so can my mom so that's so cool next time i come cool. i'll have you show me 
No, yeah, it's really cool. You should definitely come visit for many reasons. One of them being Mikel can teach you how to throw an axe. <laughs> exactly. That's not something you can get anywhere else except maybe in like the Scandinavian countries and stuff like that. Up That's north. true. I feel like you could totally do it in Germany and like Bavaria. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not very cultured in Germany at this point, you know. <laughs> now, um, I think uh, there's a lot of reasons, like a lot of friends are telling me to come visit uh, different countries now. Um, and I have a list and uh, LA is, is on the list for sure. And uh, parts of is because I did go there only once in my life and I, mm -hmm. I saw you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, place and I also met uh, saw you guys again and uh, it was really nice so I feel like yeah I should also go back there and visit the friends over there kind of just to hang out and see how you guys are doing oh yeah so it's also on the list and uh, um, Australia is also on the list uh, Yay. <laughs> so it's a lot of far places so I have to work a lot which you know <laughs> when you have a famous podcast everything pays for itself so okay. <laughs> which it's so not true i'm actually this podcast is not making money at all at the moment but we'll see where it leads to hey yeah you can make a traveling podcast that'll definitely up the viewers and just curiosity that'd be really cool i feel like sometimes when i talk to people i always know every every guest i've had so far they're they i feel like oh man they have to return because now the real stuff comes out you know now that we have talked and you know have talked about some stuff we're like now we we feel more comfortable talking about other things I don't know, and things are unfolding, but sometimes it's just you know time and stuff where I'm also very concerned. People like you guys are right now. What it's one a.m. at your place, right? One thirty. Yeah. Oh, jeez, man. So that's why I don't want to like you know to keep you guys up too long, and I really appreciate the time you already offered. Plus, you guys have to get up early tomorrow too, right? <laughs> no, yeah, it's no problem. Me and Sarah probably have been, I mean, night owls since I don't even know when high school it, times longer i think since my mom was pregnant with both of us in <laughs> night owls so. yeah we're always up late that's just and uh, and of no fault of our grandparents either typical persian culture i mean if you're having four cups of chai a day which is tea and you're putting a little bit of sugar and stuff like that i mean they just stay up till whenever they don't ever get tired that's, that's very true i mean i i used to be able to do that stay up very long but you know Again, when you hit 30, 30s, it, it all changes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, but it started before, actually. I started being, like, I would game throughout the night in LAN, like, LAN parties and, you know, like, game parties. But now, like, even, like, before when I was, like, 19, 20, I was just, it, it got always harder to stay up past 1 a.m., 2 a.m., wow. playing games and stuff. But um, I don't know, like, when I talk, I can stay up the longest. I don't know. Like with Safra, the last episode, I was up at 4 a.m. And I didn't even realize that it was that late. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I guess it depends on what you do when, when you want to stay up as well. Yeah, 100%. So I, I have some, some more interesting questions for you. <laughs> it's my podcast. <laughs> I'm being That's awesome. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I remember we mentioned at the beginning of the episode that you were watching a Champions League team, and now that you have a lot of international viewers, I would really yeah. be curious as to see what is your favorite Champions League team. At the moment. Oof. Wow. Um, I mean, there's German teams in it, but um, I enjoy watching okay. Liverpool play a lot. 
And it's also because of the coach. Yeah, Klopp uh, is Klopp. interesting guy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really um, passionate uh, about what he does. And, and I loved him during Dortmund times as well. And I really like what he has made, like with the he has done with the Liverpool team. Um, also, that they won the Champions League last year, and it was like amazing to watch them play. Um, so, but at the moment they're not doing that well. I think they're losing against Atletico. They're playing today to see if well they they're losing yeah. one one nil right now. So they have to win two nil to actually get, get go through. So they're having a rough patch, but. Um. Yeah, I'm, I like to watch a good soccer match. You know, where like there's like a lot happening and like a lot of strategy. For example, um, what's that? Atalanta is is very, very cool to watch because they're very passionate and they do a lot of. They have a very good team, which is not a star team either. They just yeah, I would well say the same team, thing. So. I think Atalanta is my Atalanta, and they're yeah. also from Italy. So, <laughs> so, so uh, I like Repeat watching it. them. So yeah. I think Atalanta is cool, yeah. but that's also I'm 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 plastic at this, so I'm like really uh, jump from one place to another. But you would think because I'm European and German, I would be like, yeah, Bayern München, yeah. But and I'm not really a huge Bayern fan either. So. Yeah, I mean, I have for you for for you. It seems like oh you're yeah yeah of course years. just soccer has been yeah from both sides of the culture kind of been one of the things but unfortunately there are no good Iranian teams even the international team got so far at the last World Cup but 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 I feel like Iran uh, in the World Cup had more passion than any other teams I have seen. like compared to Germany man Germany sucked but like Iran had like so much no, passion 100%. when you saw them play and 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 they yeah. almost kicked out Portugal too and. The goalie um, saved the penalty yeah. from Ronaldo. I mean, that's like, that's like a thing that not everyone exactly. is capable of doing. So he he did the he did the right thing, and he was also a good goalie in general. I feel like they made a huge thing out of him being like from the slums in Iran and stuff, and how he became a goalie uh, later on. And so it's also very really yeah. inspiring. No, I'd say just that team in general. Yeah, it's definitely always been the underdog, and you had to go against Portugal like that was crazy. I remember watching the game live with uh, yeah. Sahara and like friends, and it was hard. It was hard and to watch, and I also think very unfair at times. But of course, biased opinion. I'm not gonna get into heated soccer debates. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with Champions League, yeah, unfortunately, I'm sure I'm gonna get a bunch of spits on my name and it's called a bandwagon but i can all all of my friends can attest because i've just had a passion for diabala since his the start of his career i am a juventus fan yes i am juventus, a juventus yeah. fan yeah. before the ronaldo move much much before so yeah no that's that's and you will you will get along with a lot of yeah because <laughs> I don't know if you know, but there's a friend from. I don't want to mention his name right now, but maybe after we record, I'll, I'll mention his name. Um, he's also a huge Juventus fan and a uh, very huge soccer fan too. I mean, I like Juventus too. Um, I used to yeah, pick them in FIFA number one a lot. team for me. And exactly, um, but at the same, and also because of Buffon, yeah, because man. I love the goalie. He's really cool, like really mature person like when he plays soccer you see how much respect he has for everyone and stuff and you can see his the way he's being a goalie is also like superb i don't know like it's 
it's you can feel sometimes the the genuine exactly. passion for things. What about Sarah? Yeah, Sarah. <laughs> was, I'm sorry. You left you after this. Sarah's like, oh god, soccer, man. Jesus. No, I actually, I actually really love watching um, sports, and I think so much of it is because of Mikella, who has been athletic his entire life, and my family being the ride or die that they are. We always went to Mikella's sports games it didn't matter what it was Mm -hmm. for if it was soccer or rugby or baseball or track or football like it didn't wrestling which is the most boring thing ever yeah he did all of them really and wrestling and wrestling yeah which was the (laughs) most boring one to watch (laughs) (laughs) two guys just trying to get down on each other (laughs) it's so take forever and they'd only be in the ring for like five minutes anyway but um, but um no i actually really love watching um a lot of sports i don't follow soccer the way or like football the way i think i should which is a a fault of my own but um i think the italian in me just i'm rooting for whatever michaela thinks is like the solid italian team but i don't i just don't pay enough attention yeah i just don't pay enough attention to like come up with an opinion on my own i'm just like i'll ride for my people so <laughs> they're who no, they I are do. i'm here like even frankfurt is playing the europa league right now yeah. Um, and a lot of friends of mine asked me, like, oh, would you support, like, Frankfurt if they're in the fourth league? I'm like, well, I mean, I would support them, but I'd probably not watch every match because, I mean, it's just also so much. You can you have to buy those channels and stuff, and it's money you spend. So I'm not that kind of ultra to support it that much, but I would follow the matches somehow. But I, I wouldn't also be, like, say that I'm a diehard Frankfurt fan just because I'm from Frankfurt. Because I want uh, an entertaining match more foremost that's like kind of what i want i want to see a good match where things like you know people are fighting you see the passion and stuff like you know like for example watching croatia play in the world cup was like amazing because Mm. they they played really passionately watching iran was amazing to watch like to see because it was just also very passionate um watching germany was like very bad because they didn't have any passion at all like they, they they felt watching them felt like watching i don't know paint dry (laughs) <laughs> what I mean. and, that's and, actually and, the perfect way of describing it well i mean it's been an hour now i don't know um usually we, we start wrapping up so i just have a question oh yeah sorry sahra uh, do you like football too <laughs> i actually do i oh. i i actually used to follow football um pretty closely and then after yeah, I remember when when you were in Townsend, there was also like you would also be like super Italian <laughs> with Julio and Francesco. Um, no, but my question was, I was just sitting here yeah. and listening, and I was wondering. Um, please Michele, talk because it it feels sorry. Be, please talk because people, you know, it was International Women's Day just the other weekend. <laughs> uh, I really am trying so to true. make this pot. I'm really I'm trying to to keep it really like you know open space for women and also it's, it's not my fault that i keep having guys as guests it's uh, you know uh, I, I will have a huge guest panel too with only women and and also just specific women too that are you know doing arts and stuff so i'm, I'm planning to have more guests it's just uh, it's it's all in the 
in planning. So yeah. Anyway, your question, Sarah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Just my disclaimer. My question was um, for both of y'all, but I'll aim it at Michaela and then Bambi, you can just chip in. But I was just sitting here and listening and I thought it was so beautiful how, like Ilker said, Michaela and um, Ilker haven't had that much actual time together to like build a friendship or a bond. Same with most of the Townsend guys that I have been friends with, but I don't know if if I'm y'all are just having a conversation. It's great. I don't even need to be here. Like it's super solid. I think that's so sweet and it's so heartwarming. But it just makes me think not I'm not like trying to be shady, but I'm just it makes me think of how like unique that is that um you guys were able to cultivate a relationship so organically, even if um even if you didn't have something unifying like Townsend, for example, like the way Bambi and I became friends. So I guess my question is, Michaela, like how, how has that been for you um, with all my like Townsend people, how they've become your people? Who's your favorite Townsend friend? Now go. Yeah, I can only <laughs> choose one person. <laughs> and he, now I get a taste of my own medicine, huh? Uh-huh. Shit. Just know if you get kicked right now, it's it's, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, drug, drug. You know what? This I don't take gonna, anything personal. Uh, this is yeah. This is gonna probably hurt a couple people, but I I'd say even um even though I haven't talked to this person since I saw them at Townsend, it would probably be JC. <laughs> oh, <wow>. yeah <laughs> a very a little bit random probably doesn't even remember me or i don't know what but <laughs> i guess just because like I, as much as i got to hang out with all you guys and it was fun and i made a lot of like cool friendships and connections even just as this little annoying kid like you guys were all really nice with me but um when you guys all went to class, I was bored. I didn't, I didn't do anything. I was walking the hallways by myself. So JC and I would hang out and that was really cool. Like he would take me and do whatever he was doing, or we would just kind of play games in between your guys' classes. And I think that was really fun. So that was probably the, the longest like lasting relationship that like, if I saw him now, I would be like just as happy as before. Cause we got to do a lot of things, but I'm yeah. still really close with like all you guys, like in different ways for sure. Yeah. I, I think that's something JC was really uh, special about, like even for me, um, cause he was a year of service. He came my first year and, and also mm-hmm. still, I still have contact to him. So I can let him know that you said that. Uh, <laughs> so, please so. do. Yeah. I'd be really happy about that. So yeah, it's amazing. Um, and he would always like make sure that everyone is like you know happy and has a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, my my understanding of friendship has also very very much developed to a certain point after I went to Townsend and even a little bit before where when I meet someone that I you know as I said is, is really joyful and has like something to offer to me kind of like in a way where I feel comfortable hanging out with them and then I just you know respect them and. With you, Michaela, like I can say, like the reason I'm I'm really comfortable even talking to you now is like just because we always had a cool friendship where we can like just hang out and talk. Like even though we didn't really have a year or so together, um, but that's with most of my friends actually. Because in Townsend, I learned to just you know 
be open to everyone, no matter what I think about them. So I guess that's yeah. kind of like how I how I think helped me. No, definitely. And it's an, it's a testament to, to who you are. You're a very welcoming person. So with everyone I hung out with there, I mean, some people were really nice to me and some people were just like, ah, this is Sahar's brother, so I'll be nice <laughs> one time. But like, I don't really care, like trying to please him or hang out with him or do anything. But you were always, yeah, like very nice. And we got to actually connect on, on different levels, even though there was an age gap. And obviously now that we're older, I can still see that from then to now, like nothing has really changed, you know, it was still really awesome just to hang out and, and, and talk and about different things and yeah. go to the snack shop. <laughs> <laughs> so Sarah, who's your favorite Townsend person then? And I, I can already guess who, but I mean, Oh my God, that is the worst question to ever ask. Somebody. <laughs> I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you my favorite Townsend person later on too. Oh my God, I feel do like you have you... one? No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I, like Ilka should say his guess first and then we should hear Sahra's and then the other way around you should guess who do you think it is Sahra okay go oh man if I okay if, uh, I'm so offensive sure. <laughs> yeah now we're picking favorites the show was supposed to unite people <laughs> Um. so I guess it's either first or Delia so I, I tend towards Delia more because you spent a lot of time after Townsend as well because you were very really close. But I think you will say Francesco because he gets really upset about... <laughs> 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 He'll get the wrath of the Sicilian if you don't oh, say the right thing right now. I literally... This is... I like don't... I can't even breathe. I don't know how to say... I don't have a favorite. That's so mean. Mm. I just... I think just, I just have, do it for the entertainment. I <laughs> I have very um different relationships with different people. Like I can come to people for different things. I'd say I mean and I think you'll know this. Like a lot of these friendships weren't just like they expanded beyond that term and they became like my sisters and my brothers. Like I consider you like my brother, you know? I can't imagine being like, "Oh, I prefer this one over another one" because we've come together and created but like you picked family. your grandparents over your mom and your brother so okay, yeah that means I was forced I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make me so uncomfortable I could not I could never that's like I could never pick if I have pick to pick Gemma. I'm just gonna pick Gemma so <laughs> first um, first okay. you didn't pick a favorite and then you accidentally said soccer instead of football. You're going to get so much backlash from this episode. <laughs> I can already feel it. It's brewing. Yeah. Well, the thing uh, with soccer, I can I can kind of... Uh, she can apologize because I, I've lived in North America and I kept saying soccer now. Uh, and I still say soccer today. <laughs> kind of, cause it's, ah. I know it's wrong and it's really bad. It's just kind of a bad habit. But my favorite person in town is if you were to, you know, you know, is uh, George Townsend, uh, the guy... Hell <laughs> <laughs> up! Oh, oh, that was smooth. What a guy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I would say um, everyone. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> of course, I love everyone. Even now, when I see the new students, I love them too. So It's Townsend family. Even guests like Mikhail, they're like Townsend family. Like They just belong in my life. I cannot, of course, not cut them out, but... 
I don't know if I stepped on anyone's toes right now. I love Sahar too. I <laughs> I'm never coming back on your podcast again. Oh, that's no. okay. I'll be your replacement. I don't care. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, honestly, if you guys are around and 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 well, I know right now it's traveling is kind of hard. But if you guys are any time planning to, I don't know, pass Frankfurt, let me know. You have a house here. You have a home. We did. My parents' house. We did a uh, Sicily like two summers ago. Maybe it's time to do Germany, Michaela. Mm, I definitely want to go to a Bayern Munich game really bad. <laughs> it's not that far away, actually, either. It's like, I guess, two hours drive or so. Yeah, I, d- d- I've heard of the Red Sea. I need to go in the crowd and scream <laughs> and go crazy. Oh. Goosebumps, goosebumps when I watch Instagram videos. Definitely, I mean, if you guys are like planning in some time, I don't know if it's gonna be next few, like in the new future, but just know you have a house, you have a place. Ah, thank you, I appreciate it. I'd say probably a year, unfortunately, with the way things are going. I mean, that's the thing when you have friends all over the place; it's kind of hard all the time to see each other. But um, just to know that you have people around is, is also good. That's what I love when I go traveling. I know, oh, there's one person maybe like we can hang out or something. So like I usually hit them up when I go somewhere in that direction. Whew. Well, <laughs> that was an amazing episode. Honestly, I was a little I was a little nervous. Like I'm always, but I I was really nervous because I don't know how 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 sometimes the guests will be um and also <laughs> I haven't spoken to Michaela for a long time. But I really enjoyed this one. It was a lot of fun. And seeing, I don't know, it was seeing you guys' dynamic, amazing. I want to thank <laughs> you guys, honestly. Um, I really, I keep saying that to everyone, but it's really true. Like, I appreciate the support and it, people being interested in being part of these episodes and, you know, wanting to talk about things. Uh, I really like it. And it just shows me that this podcast also has, like, some sort of a purpose to bring people closer and, you know, talk about life and the little bits and pieces that make it beautiful. Um, so thank you guys. Uh, any last words from you guys before I kind of close? Sorry, you go first because I feel like I've been talking a lot and we've been just kind of overrunning the oh, conversation. Ha- Happy International <laughs> Women's Day, by the way. <laughs> just, so, just so you guys know, I support women and I love love them emancipations and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> um. My parting words are to once again, Bambi, thank you so much for doing this. I agree that there definitely is a purpose and I can share that I will sometimes listen to these podcasts when I'm just doing some work at home or commuting or at my Mm -hmm. office and I literally laugh out loud or I'm smiling and become nostalgic and it's a very sweet wonderful gift that you're providing all of us so i really appreciate you for not only having me on having michaela on but also letting me feel connected to so many of my extended townsend family you're welcome thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i mean just same here i just wanted to say thank you so much ilka for having me on this episode i i really uh enjoyed it like you've been saying you know when you do something you want to be able to get something out of it in that sort of selfish way but just have either some joy or some happiness or learn some knowledge and i definitely 
think I, I found a new perspective on just that sibling topic that we briefly had at the beginning. And I just had a good time just talking to both you guys and talking about different topics to close. I'll just say uh, good night, everybody. At least good night for me because it is two a.m. in LA. Um, uh, and, and and exactly, exactly, <laughs> all day. R.I.P. Nipsey. Um, and oh, and Kobe. And Kobe, guys. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh man. We should have talked about that. Damn, uh, next uh, time. Yeah. Damn, I had so much to say. Okay. I'm, wearing, I'm literally wearing a Lakers sweatshirt right now, too. Wow. Uh. It, it's so tragic, too, too. Because even on this side of the world, it was a big impact, too, you know? Like, oh, internationally, anyway. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, on a terrible ending note, I'd just like to know uh, what is uh, Ilker's favorite ice cream to close out the episode? <laughs> So my favorite ice cream flavor. Thank you for asking. No, not a lot of guests <laughs> ask me questions. Yeah, guys, you guys uh, guess. Come on, you gotta you gotta ask him questions too now. <laughs> they, they they kind of uh, some might be busy with the fame. I guess I don't know. <laughs> 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 I'm bashing on my other guests. I love everyone, but um, uh, my favorite ice cream flavor, I'd say um, uh, mint double chocolate chip. Mm. I don't know if the double chocolate chip makes a difference or if it could be just mint dub, uh, mint chocolate chip. I don't know. But yeah, that one. Now, people heard probably another different ice cream flavor before. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can always change your opinion. <laughs> hey, it might be the time of the day or, or the day just beginning Mondays. Oh, I want mint chocolate chip. Who knows? <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. Well, um, Thank you again, guys. Um, uh, for the listeners out there, also thank you for you guys listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to Mikel and Sahara and I talk about siblings and also life. Um, and well, next time, well, mm-hmm. how do I how do I close the test? <laughs> <laughs> well, stay tuned and volume up, I guess. Um, and like Sahara said, listen to it anytime you can. I don't like you know podcasts are usually there to just listen to fill the empty space. So um, I also listen to podcasts on the train sometimes when I work, sometimes when I just don't do anything either. But yeah, enjoy it. Uh, take care, and you'll hear from us next time. I'll have oh I'll have Mikela back for sure. I'll make yeah. sure. And uh, Sahara definitely have Sahara back too because. Yeah, um, emancipation and women. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll have more women guests for sure. I'll have more women guests for sure. Yeah, I should. I should just. Okay, the, the more I talk, the worse it gets. So I'm just gonna I know. See you guys. Bye. Good night. Ciao. Bye.